What's up, bro? Welcome to a new episode of the Brian Janu Show. As you already know, I am Brian Janu. Uh, and shout out to my family, Urban Boulevard. Dot US, that is the website because I am brand ambassador still. Uh, so hit them up uh, and get 30% off your purchase if you type in the code Brandon.30. That's Brandon.30 for 30% off of your purchase. Now, let's get into it. So, <clears throat> it is a crazy couple of days and, you know, obviously, um, and this is my new series, Wrestling Life, which, uh, shout out to everybody that's been, um, you know, literally, um, you know, leaving, you know, watching the shorts pretty much on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Brian Janu Show, uh, I got a lot of shorts, uh, on there, um, so shout out to everybody that's been watching them, uh, the highest short I think I've done when it comes to views is Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. So hopefully you guys, I hope you guys are enjoying this. Hope you guys are watching the videos uh, too. And if you comment on the shorts or you comment on the videos, uh, I've been ripping and running, but I will hit you guys up and, uh, you know, like your comments, but also, you know, start talking back to you guys in the comment section of the, of the shorts or the video. Um, so, uh, and I hope you guys are enjoying these these things. Like I said, the, these wrestling shorts are kind of starting to kind of get going, I guess, because a lot of people are now back into the interest of wrestling. And we never left. Let's be real. Like a lot of people that grew up on wrestling, we never really left. We just we just tuned in when we got the time. So, you know, I've uh, been pretty happy doing this, man. It's been fun. Uh, like I said, as the brand new show, Wrestling Life. Uh, so let's get it into today's episode. So I'm going to do two Wrestling Life episodes this week. Um, I don't know when I'm going to probably do the other one, probably tomorrow night, because I, I think I got like a little time tomorrow night. So hopefully I'll do it tomorrow night, um, if not Wednesday. Um, but that episode is going to be completely just to one person, because I think that one person deserves a tribute episode in their flowers, goddammit. Um, but let's get into um, pretty much what's transpired this week. In wrestling so far. So, <clears throat> Raw and SmackDown have happened. Uh, and on Raw, um, again, I think Raw is too damn long, just personally. Uh, the first two hours are good, and then you have, like, you forget you got, like, a whole nother hour, where it's like, okay, what's the main event? And I actually like the main event. I thought the main event was actually really good compared to what Raw Man events have been in the past. Like, the last two Raw Man events have been pretty fucking decent. Uh, the Usos and Mysterios and, and then AJ and The Miz and a, a, a disqualification match, I guess, a no-DQ match, um, which is pretty good. Um, which all that really just centered around uh, the return of Dexter Loomis. Now, listen, I, I watched NXT when Dexter Loomis was there. Uh... Mm, didn't really, you know, didn't really feel that with him. I always felt like Dexter Lomas was like a new era boogeyman. Like, he's a new era boogeyman without the face paint, without the warms, and without the fucking um, clock. I just felt like he's like that. He's like a boogeyman where he's just like, he pops up in an area where you're like, where the fuck did you come from? Like, he's one of them. Like, he hides under the rain, just pops the fuck up on you and shit like that. Like, that's what I looked at Dexter Lomas. But, He's back, and that's a good thing for WWE, I guess, depending on what you do with him. And I don't know what Triple H is going to do with him. I mean, his stalker persona could be anything. You can, leave, you can use that for any character. You use that for any storyline that you need it to be used for. Um, even a women's storyline. You use that for a woman coming back and, you know, it, it just stuff like that. So you always use Dexter Loomis' uh, character. It's just what are you going to use him for particularly? Um, but Raw was pretty good. I liked the Lashley and Tommaso Ciampa match. I thought, um, it brought Bobby, Do Bobby Lashley down a peg in the conversation of just like, he's just too dominant. And I think if you put him in the ring with anybody else, it would have made no sense. But since Tommaso Ciampa can go and he is a former NXT champion and he has proven time and time again that 
he can fucking go and he can fucking wrestle. I think that that match made it pretty interesting. Uh, of course, Lashley won. He should have kept the title. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I, I, I think you do put the United States title on Tommaso Ciampa eventually. Um, I don't know when, but you do put it on him. And I say, okay, it's September now. Okay, uh, well, August, August now. So Clash of the Champions is September. You can build him at least for another, for this month. <clears throat> and he gets like one last chance, maybe like in somewhere in September, um, depending on what you do with him after the draft, which I'm going to talk about a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be interesting to see how Tommaso Ciampa uh, as the United States champion will look, because I think that'd be pretty goddamn intriguing. Um, like I've said numerous times, I know what it's building up to. It's building up to a longer story where it might culminate at WrestleMania. It depends on what they do with these two um, going forward, where Tommaso Ciampa might win a U.S. title, and the Miz might feel entitled to get that title, and might go into a WrestleMania feud, go into a huger feud, longer storyline, and actually has intriguing pieces towards it, and then you could push it straight to WrestleMania, where if I'm the Miz, that's what I'm aiming for, too, and I have um, Tommaso Ciampa. That's a hell of a feeling. So I think that that would be a great situation. Um, the Women's Tag Team Tournament finally kicked off, which I think is going to really just lead to, you know, Sasha and Naomi coming back, which makes more of an interesting situation, and I think that's going to be a pretty cool thing. Uh, of course, Eo Sky and uh, Dakota Kai beat, you know, uh, Tamina and uh, Dana Brooke. Like, that was supposed to happen. It made sense that it happened that way. Um, should it have been that that hard? Uh, depends on how you want to look at it. Depending on if Triple H is also trying to build Tamina and Dana Brooke as a tag team because, and that's another thing I'm going to talk about before I get off this. Uh which is a lot of things, not only are superstars coming back, but it seems like a lot of stuff could be leaving as well. So in a new Triple H era. Um, and, you know, so if you're trying to push, if you're trying to create more women tag teams, Tamina and Dana Brooke have kind of been on screen together a lot because they've been fighting over the 24-7 title. And so it kind of looks like it would make sense if you did make them into a tag team because they do seem like they got chemistry together. And if you forge them together, that's not some shit you just put together. They've been on screen with each other for like the last couple of months. So it makes sense if you made them into a real tag team. And that'd be a pretty dope thing. Um, <clears throat> now, I'm not saying you do like a Billy and Chuck angle back in the day, if anybody remembers Billy and Chuck. You don't do that, but I think you do push them as a tag team. Um... Because they was like, it was like this weird ass, I can't even say triangle, it was like a, like a square, like a rectangle, like with, with a old dude, uh, and, and other dude, like, like, and, and I don't know, but that, like, I think they, they could be a tag team, um, I think Alexa Bliss and Asuka is gonna fight, um, this Monday, um, uh, Nikki A.S.H., which I've been saying, hopefully this is true, and do drop. I hope both of those women get their names back, because I'm tired of Nikki A.S.H. being a fucking superhero. Like, the fuck? Like, dude, like, Nikki Cross was the shit in NXT when she was insanity. Like, let her go back to that persona. Like, like she was the shit. Doom drop, uh, Pepper, uh, Nerve, whatever her name was in NXT, Give her her persona back. I don't know what the fuck is a doom drop. Nobody knows. Um, but yeah, and I think bring those two women back with their real personas, it'll be so much of a different story. It'll be so much of a different story. Oh my god. Uh, SmackDown. I forgot who the fuck is fighting on SmackDown this upcoming week, but they also had a title match, uh, a women's tag team tournament match. Um, uh, Aaliyah and. Uh, Raquel, I hope they bring her name back, Gonzalez, they put the name of Rodriguez, which I don't fucking know why, but Gonzalez makes way more sense, and this is a dominant NXT champion, 
and should be back to being WWE is it's a lot of shit they can, they have to fix and I think Triple H will fix but yeah it, it it's it's crazy but Raw all in all man and and it's also in his own and again we finally got now uh, another match for Clash at the Castle uh Bailey Io Dakota versus Bianca Alexa and Asuka six women that are which and this is kind of where I'm kind of like starting to think a little bit like what do you do and I guess the excuse me I guess the tag team title finale women's tag team because I'm assuming Alexa and and uh Asuka are gonna win this Monday and Dakota and Io and them are gonna fight each other so and this is this Monday, so and you got another week before the clash at the castle. Which I think that should be the main event if you're really gonna like boost up the ca- clash at the castle match between them. That the final the semifinals of the women's tag team tournament make them two fight in the main event because then it will leave off and go into one of the most impactful storylines for Raw. Because Raw really doesn't have any storylines outside of the women, they don't really have a true storyline. Like the we we see the makings of the Tommaso Champa mid storyline when they're gonna break up. <clears throat> but Seth Rollins and the Street Profits isn't really a storyline. Like I think they're just trying to find a way to get set TV time and a Street Pre- Street Profits TV time because there's no tag team champions on Raw and there's no real obstacle for set. Because Riddle's gone, Randy Orton's gone, Cody Rhodes is gone. And you don't have a champion on Raw. No, no main champion for a, for Seth Rollins to go get. So it's kind of like, I get it why you put those to get those guys all together. It makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I think, and I said this on the episode that comes out tonight. Um, that I would keep the Usos as champions, tag team champions, because... There's no real tag teams in the company, which leads to another returning team. I'm going to talk about on SmackDown, literally coming up next. Um, but, yeah, I don't – but the women are the storyline. That's the main storyline. I mean, Triple H is leading off shows with that storyline because that's the most intriguing storyline you have on Raw, where it's – it kind of feels like – and it's kind of like an evasion angle, if you think about it. It kind of feels like an evasion angle, where it's like, you know, Bailey, EO, and Dakota haven't really been on TV in years. Well, Bailey hasn't been on TV in a year. EO has been gone from NXT for like a good six, seven months, and so has Dakota been gone from like May. So, well, she probably stopped really being on TV before then. So you got like a good couple months with all of these women, especially Bailey. So that's a good year of three women you haven't physically seen on TV pushing themselves. <clears throat> and I actually love the fact Bailey came back with the same like the role model angle, whereas like I'm still a role model. Like like before she left, that's what her persona was. So she comes back into the company, and that was the hottest she's ever been as as of as a wrestler in WWE was when she was the role models with her and Sasha. So it makes sense to keep pushing that angle. And now she's got two other people with her that isn't lackeys. They're actually very accomplished women just in NXT. And now you're pushing that angle. And then you got Bianca who is red hot. Every time she comes on the screen, people go crazy. Tell I'm telling you from experience, every time her music drops, the fucking place goes nuts. Alexa is a fan favorite. Like, people love Alexa. And this could also boost Asuka back up to a standard where you look at her now as the empress again, where she's just dominating left and fucking right. And they got Asuka losing the fucking people that you just like, how the fuck did Asuka lose to them? Like, like, and now that Triple H is in charge, this is all his NXT talent, pretty much. Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Bianca. Bailey, <laughs> Eo, and Dakota. 
this is literally NXT. Like, all six of those women made their name in NXT under Triple H. So it sounds, this is this is pretty, but that's the most intriguing storyline you have on Raw because you don't have a main champion. Bobby Lashley beat Tommaso Ciampa, so who's the next competitor for that, for the U.S. title? The Judgment Day Edge Mysterio storyline, but the problem with that storyline is going to, is it's, it's running its course a little bit because, and here's the thing that Triple H is now starting to do a lot, which is making that storyline actually more appealing now is that he's not making Dominic Mysterio like he's already there. He's beating, he's giving the Judgment Day somebody to target. We're going to keep beating on your kid, right, until you or your kid make the decision to just put him in this faction, which makes sense. And I think that, you know, with Vince, I think he tried to do everything in his power to not make Dominic a rookie. He made he tried to make him not be a rookie for so much of his career, so much much in WWE. But let's be real, if Ray wasn't there, Dominic would be in NXT, bro. Like Dominic would be in NXT, and maybe maybe in the the work that they would do with him in NXT. And I see a lot of people say that you know they need to put Dominic Mysterio in NXT, and I'm with it. I think because. Like, I think about it. Like, Cody Rhodes said this when he was sat down with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he said, uh, I got to the main roster at, like, 1920. He said, there was really no NXT. So, it was like I had to really just go under some people's tutelage and figure it out. And that's what the thing about Dominic Mysterio is, like, he's still young, man. He's young. But you gave him too much too fast. And even though his dad is there to kind of, like, hold his hand. What if his dad wasn't there? What if his dad retires one day and he says, you know what, I'm just dipping. You wasted this kid's prime years of learning the business, really learning the business and how to cut promos. and Because NXT is not just about, you know, wrestling. It's about cutting promos, how to really control a crowd and everything. And if you gave Dominic Mysterio just the microphone by himself and told him just go out there and, pro- and do a promo, I don't think he could shoot from the hip. I don't think you can do it. So that's the thing about this. So, yeah, I'll put Dominic Mysterio in NXT, but until then, keep letting the judges beat his ass. I think it kind of makes sense because it's like you can't do that to Ray because Ray's a legend. You're not going to do that to Edge because Edge is a Hall of Famer. Who's the only person you can beat the shit out of? Dominic Mysterio because it makes no sense to keep having his kid. And you keep trying to make him – like Vince was trying to make him like he was already a superstar. He's not. He's a rookie. He's a fucking rookie. Let him be a rookie, which means he's going to get his ass whooped. Yeah. Even Ray has said this. Ray was like, yo, I, I've, I was in Dom's shoes. He's like, I was trying to steer him so much away from not doing that Seth Rollins match at SummerSlam. He's like, I did not want him to take that match against Seth Rollins at SummerSlam because he just didn't think he was ready. And he still isn't ready because, let's be real, if Dom was really ready, the Mysterio's angle would be way more intriguing. And it's not. A son and father, the son was literally in WWE before, and his father and pretty much like his godfather, Eddie Guerrero, story angle years ago, and now he's back and he's actually a wrestler? What the fuck? That would be way more intriguing than now it's like, okay, he's just Dominic Mysterio. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Who cares about this kid? Who cares? Let's get to that point. So, you know, but like I said, Raw doesn't have a storyline. Outside of the women's division, they don't really, which is the funniest thing, because the women's division didn't really have a storyline to begin with. Like, outside of Bianca and Becky, who could carry it, kind of, there was no real storylines. They didn't really know what to do with Alexa Bliss every week, Asuka every week. They didn't know what to do. And now Triple H is there, and he's controlling the storylines. It's kind of, like, okay, let's see what really happens here. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking real forward to that. And, uh, yeah, that was Raw pretty much in my mindset because Raw didn't really have that much stuff. I mean, um, Chad Gable and Dolph Ziggler. Um, I, man, I, Dolph is such a talented wrestler. 
and she had this too. Um, that I think that um a match like they had was very good, but it would have worked. That type of match would have worked in like the early two thousands, like mid two thousands, like two thousand and eight. You put that shit on Mac on SmackDown. Like, if you put that shit, like, in the Ruthless Aggression era, like, the beginning of the Ruthless Aggression era on SmackDown, it would have got five stars, no questions asked. Like, it would have got five stars. It would have been easily the best match you've seen. But because it's in, it's on Raw, and by the time you put it on, it's, like, three hours in, you're like, I don't really give that much of a fuck about two people grappling. Like, I don't care that they're really wrestling. I don't care. You know, because it's just, mm, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Um, but that was my Raw take. What do I feel about Raw? It's too damn long. I feel like Raw's too goddamn long. Especially if you have no main champion, no tag team champions, and your only other champion on the on the on the on the marquee dominates every person he's been in the ring with until recent. So it kind of like Raw just Raw's got to wake work themselves out of the shit that Vince put them in. To be the flagship show, Raw's the B show because of SmackDown. Now we get to SmackDown. Um, I was super excited for the the Shinsuke and Gunter match. I'm so happy that one thing I would say about Triple H right now is that he's he what what they do to like superstars, like the uh the vignettes that they do for up and coming superstars, like superstars that's coming to the company, like shit like that. He's doing that for the titles to get you re-engaged into why these titles matter. He did it with the United States title when they were doing the tournaments, uh the the, the three matches that night. And then before they had the Tommaso and Bobby Lashley match, he did it again. And then for the Intercontinental title. He did it. He did it again, where he, he, the prestige of the Intercontinental title. Look at all of the people that held this title. You should care about this title. And you put two of the best, which I've said numerous times, you put Walter in the ring, he's a fucking beast. He could go. You put Shinsuke in the ring, he's a fuck. Shinsuke should be champion. Already, he should have been a WWE champion. He should have been Universal champion, which I am also going to be streaming for. Depending on where he goes during the draft, that is a guy that I think should get ultimately the biggest fucking look going forward in this fucking conversation. Because it, him, I've always said Finn because I've always saw Finn. And Finn was a Universal champion. He was the first Universal champion. So I always felt like Finn should get the push. He's always going to be somebody I think should get a push because he deserves it. Shinsuke is just as well deserving of a fucking push as Finn. Because Shinsuke, when he got to NXT, Finn is leaving. Finn was about to leave. Samoa Joe was the guy. And then that rivalry between Shinsuke and Samoa Joe carried NXT. Fuck, after Kevin Owens and Finn left, you needed two other stars that could create that type of energy, and their matches was completely fucking different from Finn and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens and Finn Balor was more of a, okay, I'll put it like this. Kevin Owens and Finn Balor was more like Raw, like a match that you would see on Raw, where it was more like, yeah, it had the impact, but it was also more of a a sportsmanship match. Like, you needed to have the fans intrigued, and you needed to push it, and you needed to... That's what that felt like. It felt like a Raw match. It felt like a Finn Balor, Kevin Owens was a Raw. Where Shinsuke and Samoa Joe, when they got in the ring, that shit was SmackDown. That was early SmackDown, where them motherfuckers went out there and just fought. They didn't give no fucks, no cares, no nothing. They went out there and beat the living hell out of each other. And that is what I look at that as. Samoa Joe and Shinsuke was SmackDown. They were all SmackDown. Just wrestling. Just real. Just fuck the world, man. They fought the ass off. And I think that's what I looked at it as. And Shinsuke is one of those guys. Two-time NXT champion. Like, 
dude deserves a run. He got a he got a push when he first got in WWE because I think when he got to the main roster because I think Vince had to give that to him because he was so fucking hot and he heard the pops he was getting. So they threw him in a Royal Rumble. He wins the Royal Rumble, then he loses to AJ Styles. Like three straight pay-per-views. And then you don't have shit to do for this kid, this man. You turn him heel, and you still don't push him. Like, you don't push him the right way. He wins King of the Ring, I think. Or he, beat, he didn't even win King of the Ring. He beat Corbin. He beat Corbin and took the crown from this motherfucker. He didn't even win King of the Ring. He was calling himself King Nakamura, and didn't even win fucking King of the Ring. Like, it was like the stupidest fucking time. And then he went in a continental championship, and you're like, okay, this is cool, but, like, can we get this man a real run with the title? And, it's, and that's been the thing. So I think with a Shinsuke now under Triple H's tutelage again, this is going to be a very intriguing thing because Shinsuke kind of – you could give him the Intercontinental title, that's cool, but I think depending on what you do with the, the, the undisputed titles, it will be intriguing to see what happens next because if that's the case, depending, like I said, depending on where he goes now – it starts to get to the point where you start to ask yourself, is Shinsuke one of those just would never leave SmackDown guys where he's always going to just be on SmackDown because you just see him on SmackDown. You don't see him on Raw. And if that's the case, then he should be definitely looked as he's on SmackDown. He's one of the rare few that can't be moved from Raw or SmackDown. He's just SmackDown. That is it. Like, I feel that way with do, – who do I feel that way with on Raw? I don't feel that way with anybody on Raw. That like, they're like homegrown, like just gotta be on Raw. Like I don't feel that way about Raw. That's how bad that is. Like I don't feel that way about Raw. The Miz, I said the Miz, I said the Miz. The Miz don't need to be on SmackDown no more. Like I think the Miz should stay on Raw for the rest of his career because it, because that's what Raw is. Raw is the the flashy lights, the big entertainment. You gotta have the flashy promos. That's Raw. So I think the Miz, the Miz is a Raw guy. Like, Miz should stay on Raw. Shinsuke should stay on SmackDown. That makes sense because Shinsuke kind of represents what SmackDown is. Uh, hit Hard-hitting, fighting. You want real wrestling. You want real matches. You watch SmackDown. That's Shinsuke. If you want promos, big lights, cameras flashing, all that shit, that's Miz. Stay on Raw. And I think that's what that is. I think that, yeah, that, 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 that to me now makes sense. Like, The Miz is more Raw, Shinsuke is more SmackDown. And if that's the case, Shinsuke should get a huge push in this upcoming year, depending on what you do with the draft. Because I think Shinsuke should get a super huge push, and he should be battling. I could see after WrestleMania, I could see Shinsuke definitely battling for uh, – the WWE or the Universal Championship, depending on what show brand they put it on. I, I think if it's on, if the Universal title is still on SmackDown, I think Shinsuke should be battling for the Universal Championship. I think he should, I think he should, and, and they should go into a real rivalry with that because depending on who's the champion by that time, I say give Shinsuke a shot because it makes no sense to keep having this man there. And you're not going to give him the Intercontinental title because I think you you think you, he's a little bit above that now. Because he's been Intercontinental Champion like two times now, I don't think you want to give him that. But I also, I, I also feel like you will give him a shot at the title under Triple H. So yeah. Now, like I said, I was looking forward to that fight, and that match was really fucking good. Walter Shinsuke, and I'm proud and I'm happy that Triple H did it. He did what I've been saying. Put the fucking Intercontinental Championship at the end. Main event. Now, I didn't like all the promos and shit at the middle before the match because it made no sense. Just give us the match. <laughs> it would have been a great. Now, I'm going to say this. They started saying the Intercontinental title match was coming on here in Houston by like 8.30. So, I left. It got something to eat and came back. But before I left, they had, like, 12 minutes between the commercial break and then the entrances. Like, so you're putting, you know, putting, um, like, uh, segments and shit. You're re-engaging people and you're telling them who's coming. And it's like, okay. Nigga, just give me the match. Like, yeah, I can do the – and that's the thing. I think if you would have just gave us the match right out of the gate, Walter and Shinsuke, oh, my God, bro. Like, 30 minutes? 
But them two, you could have squeezed, you could have really stretched what that match really could have been. You could have stretched that shit all the way to fuck out because it would have been the most intriguing intercontinental title main event in years. It would have had that same feel. I remember when the Thunderdome happened, and if anybody remembers this, when AJ Styles fought Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental title in the Thunderdome. No, it wasn't in the Thunderdome. It was, uh, they were still in a performance center. When they fought for that Intercontinental title, and it was like a a fucking hour-long match, it was so fucking good. You couldn't move. It's like, yo, this shit is good, man. This shit good that's what shinsuke and walter could have been and his name is gunter i'm calling him walter hopefully he goes up to triple a and say can i get my fucking name back walter (laughs) oh my god i don't know what the fuck vince was coming up with these names so he just like type up some shit and just there it is um but yeah i think that'd be an intriguing that was a good match um smackdown all in all hit row comes back which is a great thing um, because now it's a new tag team in a tag team division that really fucking needs tag teams. Um, yeah, um, the women, like I said, the women's tag team tournament kicked off on SmackDown, kicked off the night. Good. Um, one thing I loved about, uh, Triple H already on SmackDown was that Drew McIntyre does not have his fucking sword anymore. Think the Lord. Whew. Thank the Lord. I'm so happy he got rid of that fucking sword. Because it seemed like the sword was starting to get too much into Drew. Like, I, I was cool with him bringing the sword to the ring, dropping it in the stage, and it starts to fire. And if it was to, like, like, you know, leave it there, and then somebody come from crew, come and get it, and put it on the side of some shit... That's cool, but to bring it to the ring with you and to physically put it in like a halter and like, and you just at any moment anything can happen. Like, it just, it just, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy Triple H is like, yeah, that sword shit gotta go. That sword shit gotta go. I'm so happy he did that shit. I saw that shit Friday and I was like, yo, he ain't got the sword. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I was like, I was like, thank the Lord he didn't got the sword, man. Because it started to get, like, into a distracting situation. Like, it's like, he's always got the sword. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I don't care that much. So, yeah, man. I thought Drew getting rid of the sword is already a huge improvement. Thank you, Triple H. Oh, my God. I got tired of that shit. Um, Karrion Cross and... This storyline between Karrion Cross, Drew, and Roman is pretty intriguing, um, to say the least. Because... And now it seems like Sami Zayn and the Usos are... Sami Zayn and the Bloodline is about to break up. Thank the Lord. That's another storyline that I just, I didn't see the fucking point of it. Like, Sami Zayn is like, what is he? A sidekick? Like, what the fuck is he? The Usos are a sidekick. Why the fuck is he a sidekick to the Usos? Like, it didn't make any sense. It was too much shit going on with that stupid ass storyline that didn't make any sense. And plus, like, if Sami Zayn's not coming out and helping these motherfuckers doing title matches, like, on pay-per-view, so what the fuck is he even in the storyline with the fucking bloodline for anyway. If anything, Sami Zayn could go in the ring. He should be more in the ring fighting motherfuckers. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But, let's get another there. Um, but that storyline looks like it's about to die. Thank the Lord. Um, but yeah, the Carry Cross, Drew McIntyre, and, um, Roman Reigns storyline. It seems like, well, I should say bloodline storyline. It seems like we should we should know by this weekend, this week, to maybe tomorrow, maybe even Thursday, um, that I mean Friday, uh, what Clash of the Champion, Clash of the Castle, main event will be because it seems like Roman being champion right now is starting to get like you got two competitors. You got and a lot of people say Karrion Cross is not worthy, but Karrion Cross is as worthy as is as worth it as Drew is, like, what has Drew really done to get a title match, like, Drew didn't start calling Roman out, like, until, like, a month ago, like, let's be real, like, Drew wasn't trying to, like, run up on Roman and get a match, so it's like, 
So who's worthy of a match? In my opinion, it's been Seth. Seth is the only person that technically Roman really didn't beat. Like, Seth beat Roman, actually, to be honest with you. He didn't pin him, but he beat him in a non-disqualification because Roman got himself disqualified for uh for uh not breaking a hole on set because he knew he was going to lose that fucking title that night at the Royal Rumble. Um, But, yeah, I mean... Mm. But all in all, SmackDown was pretty good. I, I give like I say, SmackDown's the A show, Raw's the B show. Raw's too fucking long. If they was to cut that hour off and bring Raw back to eight to ten, with the TV fourteen rating, it would be so more. It would be so much more intriguing. It'd be so much more intriguing. But yeah, SmackDown was better than Raw, like always. Um, which brings me to what's going on. Like I've been saying. The draft, there's officially confirmation, which WWE hasn't really said it yet, but we all know it's coming. Uh, there's a draft coming soon, and there's ne- there's so much stuff going on. Where um, So here's the first thing. I said it earlier, but I said it now. The 24-7 title seems like it's about to go. Thank the Lord, another storyline that we can finally get rid of. The 24-7, and now a lot of people are going to be like, well, what the fuck do you do with all these extra people? You make them actually either you put them in NXT or you make them find a way to get a new storyline. Like, I think our truth is going to be good, but the rest of them, you can easily find. Like I said, Tamina and Dana Brooke, that's a tag team. You can put them together and push them as a tag team. Our truth is always going to find a way to get his shit popping. And if I'm WWE, I will probably put our truth on SmackDown and let's see what happens because I think our truth, if you get rid of the goofy, comic y ass person, he could go in the fucking ring. Like, R-Truth has always been a fucking, since he was Ryan Killens back in the fucking, when he was with K-Quick, with fucking Rodol back in the day. Like, K-Quick has always been that dude. Ryan Killens has always been that motherfucking dude. You put him in the ring, he could fucking go. And that's the thing. Like, they don't use him enough to say he can fucking go. You, you use him like a cartoon character. But you put him on SmackDown and put him in a real rivalry now. That's an that's a different, but it's gonna be hard to now get people to like take him serious because y'all made him into the conspiracy guy, and then you turn him into a fucking comedy act. Like it's gonna be hard to get him back to like a respectable. We could take him serious now in the ring. Yes, take him serious, but like the 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 like. I would still use it, but I would bring him back to where he was in, like, 2011, where he was funny, but he could get serious real fast, like, fast, like, when he was with the awesome truth, like, shit like that, like, I would put him right back in that shit, put him right back in that, as that character, and, and push him, because that was the best version of him, like, when he was just, like, I think it's conspiracy in the WWE. Like, 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 that would be so, and I think if you put him back as, like, the the funny guy that you just don't want to fuck with, though, <clears throat> he pushes that character so fast, and it's easy to push him. It's easy to push him. Um, but, yeah, the 24-7 title could be gone, which is a fake. I've said this numerous times. 24-7 title is just the hardcore title, just for a new era. Just like you got rid of the hardcore title. The hardcore title at least made sense. You could get rid of the 24-7 title. That shit just is stupid. It ran its course a long time ago. It ran its fucking course a long time ago. Just let it go. Just let it go. It's over. It's over. That's Vince McMahon thinking that shit was going to last. Like, it's... That was the dumbest fucking thing. It was so stupid. It was so dumb. Like, you got rid of that title, but yet... You kept that title, but got rid of the Cruiserweight title. That... I don't mean... That shit made no sense. I don't understand that shit. Which is another thing I think Triple H might bring back because he was a real big influence in the Cruiserweight Classics back in the day. So I can see the Cruiserweight title. I don't know if they even still got the Cruiserweight uh, show on WWE anymore. But I could see maybe not this year, but I could damn sure see next year. And I could see also, because they do it in NXT, but I could physically see them do like a real Dusty Rose like, tournament for tag teams, just to bring more tag teams in to f- help that tag team division out, so I can see the Cruiserweight title be com- coming back, and I can see the tag team 
uh, Dusty Road Classic, I actually see that turn into a bigger fucking tournament just to get more tag teams back in WWE. So I can see two of those things, and I can see the 24-7 title getting the fuck out the window. Like, I can see that shit. Bye. And I won't miss it. Bye. Because it just took too much time. It was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? This shit lost its steam a long time ago. Um, but like I said, the draft is also here. And also, like before I get into the draft, superstars are starting to go up to Triple H and say, can I get my name back? Where Or get a new name. Because, like I said, like Vince McMahon was just naming people. Like, I, like Vince, you hear how Vince named people? You just go up to you and be like, what's your favorite thing? Cheese. All right, you're, 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 you're Swiss. The fuck? Swiss? What the fuck? Yeah. Swiss, Swiss constant. What the, Swiss constant? What the fuck are you talking about? And that's your name. <laughs> that's just, it's your fucking name. Like, I knew Vince lost name-taking thought process shit when he had a fucking turkey at Survivor Series. Like, I'm not about to take this on any fucking series with names in WWE. Um, but I can see a lot of NXT superstars getting their names back after the draft. Like, like I said, Gunter, I can see Gunter becoming Walter. And maybe getting his old music back, which is... Um... I can see Butch, stupid fucking name, um, returning back to the Bruiserweight, Pete Dunne, which by the way, ooh-wee, you put him on, I will say, oh shit, I'll get to that later, I'll get to that reason later, um, yeah, you, yeah, you get, oh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, he just goes by Ciampa, but put Tommaso back on it. Now he's a run. Like, he's – because Champa is okay, but Tommaso Champa, you know that name and you know what it means. And you know that motherfucker is cold fucking hearted. That's a black heart, some bitch. He don't give a fuck. Um, who's another person that got a dumbass name? Like I said, Dewdrop, she can get that shit right back to her new name. Uh, Nikki A.S.H., please change that. Just name a Nikki Cross, and we alter the races. We ain't got to do nothing else. Get rid of the costume. We ain't got to do nothing else. Just Nikki Cross, and you just, bam. She back to being sanity. Nikki Cross out there just doing shit. Um, yeah. Um, there's a couple more fucking people. I think, uh, uh, Andrew Garza and... Alberta Coran, like, they've even asked to get their names back. Like, so there's a lot of people that are trying to get their names back because Vince didn't know what the fuck to do with them. They, they, they're just like, just give them something. Get them the fuck out of here. I don't care. And I think that's the thing. I said this last episode that comes out tonight. I said this last episode. I said a lot of people are starting to get thrown by the wayside that I see because I saw them in NXT and Triple H really didn't use them in NXT. So what makes me think they're going to get used in WWE? Because Vince liked them, and Triple H didn't see the fucking use of them. So, and literally the Monday, that Monday, Kevin Owens, like I said, and I said actually at the end of that, I said I can see Kevin Owens go back to being Kevin fucking Owens. And literally that Monday, what happened? Kevin Owens beat the living shit out of Ezekiel. And Ezekiel is now out. And Kevin Owens is back to being fucking killed. Thank the Lord. That is how you create a superstar. That is it. There it is. Done. In and out, baby. In and fucking out. He killed a perfect storyline. He killed it. Oh, not a perfect storyline. He created a perfect storyline. Kevin Owens being back to KO. That shit's different. The prize fighter. Is fucking back, and that is a scary ass thing to have in WWE. Because if Kevin Owens, the prize fighter, is back, when he's just beating the living shit out of everybody, power bombing motherfuckers on the apron, bruh, that's different. And plus, yes, finally, the Ezekiel Elias shit is done. Like, it's done. Thank the Lord. Because this shit just didn't make any sense. 
We nigga, we know you are Elias. We're not stupid. We're not fucking dumb. We know you are Elias. This is the dumbest shit we've ever seen. You just cut your fucking beard off. It was stupid. And you cut your hair. Like it was stupid. You out here looking like motherfucking Macho Man, Randy Savage slash with the you know the ultimate warrior. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, we don't want that. That's literally what he looked like. He looked like the ultimate warrior without the face paint. He looked like Ultimate Warrior without the face paint. And listen, just like the Ultimate Warrior, God rest his soul, he burnt the fuck out. Like, the shit just didn't make any sense. The storyline didn't make any sense. If it's stupid, let it go. Kevin Owens is fucking back to being a prize fighter. And for one, I am all for it. Let that motherfucker be NXT KO. And we are off to the motherfucking races. Let him go back to being Kevin Owens. The first Kevin Owens that got in the WWE. And he... Stepped up to John Cena and powerbombed that motherfucker <laughs> and stepped on the United States title and raised the NXT title. Like, bitch, the champ is here. What you mean? I am the champ. And, oh, my God, you give me that kill? That's it. There it is. I'm like, I'm, I'm with it. Let's do it. Um, But, yeah, I'm with it. Um. They killed that storyline, thank the Lord, um, and brought in back a better storyline, which is Kevin Owens returning back to the prize fighter. Fight, Owens, fight. Let's do it. Let's get it. Um, what's another one? That's another uh, fucking thing that, you know, kind of got dead in the water. Thank the Lord, man. But this is the thing. Triple H is killing storylines that we, as wrestling fans that watch that shit every week would be like, this shit is very dumb. Why is this happening? <laughs> Why is this happening? Who the fuck said we wanted this? And that is the thing. He is killing these storylines. And that is the perfect thing to re-energize, re-boost, and reset the company. Because Elias got too much play. The 24-7 title got too much play even though it was already done. Certain shit got too much play and it didn't make any sense. The next storyline I think can, I can see kind of getting thrown to the wayside a little bit. Now, this is where I said earlier, Dexter Loomis, where I think uh, Dexter Loomis, like I said, I never saw him really wrestle like that, but I said he fits any storyline, which means AJ Styles because he came – on the Miz and AJ Styles fight, which means that now breaks off and puts AJ Styles kind of like in a storyline with Dexter Lomas. Now, is Dexter Lomas going to be stalking AJ Styles now? Where that's an intriguing storyline because we don't really know what the fuck this is going to lead to because it could lead to, and a lot of people say, because Dexter Lomas was kind of tied to Jimmy uh, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano is supposed to be coming back eventually. What if he comes back? And that's the person he's helping to stalk AJ Styles. That's the Loomis is stalking AJ Styles with Johnny Gargano. And Johnny Gargano pops up and they fight, which would be an incredible fucking fight. Holy shit, would that be a good match? Um, but I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. And that's a storyline that a lot of people can see. I can see playing out. I can see that really, really playing out. Um So let's get into it. I've been saying it for enough, uh, and let's finally get into it. Um, WWE draft is rumored to be happening in September, uh, which is right after the clash of the castle um, pay-per-view, which is September 3rd uh, on Peacock, which is a prime live event, which, I, by the way, I wish to get rid of as well. That is the stupidest damn thing I've ever heard. Um, but... The WWE draft is supposed to be happening. And the way I look at it right now is what I said earlier, where Drew, Karrion Cross, and the bloodline, particularly Roman Reigns. And we should know what's going to happen either tomorrow on Raw or Friday night on SmackDown. Um, I did an episode, like I said, I keep saying, I did an episode, and it's coming out tonight. And I literally said, um, Roman should drop one of the titles. 
And I'm starting to think now. I think Roman should drop both titles. Now, I don't want to say hear me out because I don't give a fuck what y'all think. I think Roman should drop both titles. Now, this is what I feel. I think Roman should drop both titles. You've made Roman too damn unbeatable. And if he loses two, if he loses both titles in the same night, that is different. And plus, you can also spin it because you can say, "Well, he just went through a he went through a grueling match with let's say Karrion Cross. He fights Karrion Cross for the WWE Championship and he lost the title to Karrion Cross." Like set loss to John Cena. Then he had to regroup. He had to regroup and fight Drew McIntyre. Unlike Seth who fought Sting, we kind of already knew Sting wasn't going to be Seth. But Drew can beat Roman. And that's the thing. And for me, I would love to see Drew be Universal Champion. Because it opens up way more possibilities with the title being in Drew's hands. And on top of that, it, it, this has been my biggest thing about Roman is like, you became a part-timer when you got the titles. Before you got the WWE Championship. You wasn't even on TV when you had the Universal title. Now you got both, and you really not on fucking TV. So you only appear when you want to. And that's where I kind of got a problem with that. Because it's the same thing I felt about Brock Lesnar. And people forget, it was a time in Brock Lesnar's career where he wasn't champion. And he came back only to promote fights. Like SummerSlam 20, want to say 17? I think it, that's when he fought. Um, uh, 2016, I think that's when he fought. Uh, Randy Orton, 2016, 2017. That's when he fought Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Um, but that wasn't for a title. It was just a. It was just them two fighting, which leads me to what I'm about to say. The rumor, and this has been the rumor, and it seems like it could continue depending on what happens. With scheduling, the rumor is Roman's going to fight The Rock at WrestleMania 39. If you didn't know that. 30, is it 39 or 40? I don't fucking know. 39. WrestleMania 39. He's supposed to fight Brock at WrestleMania 39. In LA. So, that's the main event. If it happens. If it really does happen, that's the main event. That's the last fucking fight. Main event, Sunday night. April 2nd, there it is. You don't have to do anything else. It's already put in stone. Here's where this is. What, uh, when is it? March 31st, some shit like that? March, I think it is April 2nd. Um, Roman versus The Rock. Now, here's the problem. That match don't have to be for a title. That match is just for the tribal chief. That particular thing, something that Roman has been building for literally, at that time, will be close to three years. He's been building, well, two years. He's been building the tribal chief moniker. And this is what I'm saying, because you need, and this is where I'm going with this, why I say he needs to drop both titles, because you need to create doubt in his head. You not only need to create doubt in his head, you need to create start creating doubt in the creative, in the fans' head that, oh shit, Roman can actually lose. Who the fuck thought Roman can fucking lose? Because WWE has protected this motherfucker. And I know people are going to say, well, why would he lose both titles at Clash of Champions, at Clash of Castle? Easy, because Raw is going to get a champion, depending on who. Raw is going to get a title. He's gonna, they're going to get either the WWE or the Universal. So he's going to lose eventually. He's going to drop a title. He's got to. So they're going to drop a title. He's going to lose that. So why not just let him lose both matches? Because, like I said, but you need to start creating this doubt in his head that, am I really the tribal chief? Because this is what I'm about to say. Because if you remember when he first got back to the company and he went into his feud with Jey Uso, that's what he kept saying. It's like, I need this title for you to respect me, for these people to respect me. This title means I'm the tribal chief. I run WWE because this title makes me that. It makes me the guy. It makes me the tribal chief. It makes me 
the man, the legend, the GOAT. What if he never had the title? What if he doesn't have the title? What does that mean? You got to create doubt somewhere. And the longer you take, it's going to just be longer for you to realize why would you drop it to somebody that he can already that he's already beaten? Like let's say he beats Okay, let's say he wins, he loses, he drops the title to Karrion Cross, and Karrion Cross goes to WWE, goes to Raw, but he keeps the Universal Championship. Okay, now him and Drew goes, and Drew stays on SmackDown or whatever, and they go into a feud for the next couple months, but it culminates at the Raw Rumble, and he wins that match. But he's got a match against The Rock already. This is what I've been saying. He's already got a main event. It's clear as day he's got the main event, him and The Rock, if it happens that way. Now, if it doesn't, then yeah, keep the title on him. But if it does happen, The Rock versus Roman, that doesn't need to be for a title. It could be like The Rock versus John Cena, the first time they fought, where it's just like, you think you're the man. I know I'm the man. It creates that dilemma. And plus, it's now for a fan. It's, it's blood. It's a bloodline. It's the bloodline literally fighting to prove who is truly the tribal chief. Like, yeah, you beat the Usos, and they fell in line, but the ultimate one that you have to beat is The Rock. That doesn't need to be for a title. That can just be one-on-one, main event, let it go. Let's go. Let's see what happens. I want that. That's what I want to see. But you waiting to pull the trigger on getting the titles off. And plus, on top of that, Roman's a part-timer. Roman's never there. So why the fuck are we going to keep pushing Roman as the champion when, and if he drops the title, he's still a champion. Like, what's the point? Drop the title to people that's going to physically be there every fucking week. Now we got two titles plus two shows, got two main people that you now can go at. And I'm not saying you just throw Roman by the wayside. No, I think Roman should drop a title just to create the, just to create the illusion that, yo, Roman can lose. He can lose. He can actually fucking lose. And I think Roman beats Drew at the Survivor Series. I want to see Drew and Karrion Cross. I don't think they fight anytime soon, but I think they fight at Survivor Series. Um, I would love to see Drew versus Karrion Cross at, at Survivor Series for the titles. Uh, a title versus a title at Raw versus SmackDown, champion versus champion, where they're just fighting for Raw and SmackDowns. You know, who wins Survivor Series? That would be the main event. Who wins Survivor Series? Raw. Or SmackDown, and it's Drew versus Karrion Cross. I think that'd be a pretty intriguing match. Um, which a lot of people be like, well, what, what about Roman? Well, Roman's not on a lot of those fucking pay per views anyway. And even though it's a math major pay per view, that's what you get to see is does Roman become the team captain, or, or do Roman just come in and just smash everybody? Because he just lost the titles, and we haven't seen him since uh, since uh, September. And he comes in and just beats the shit out of Drew and Karrion Cross. And there's nobody that wins Raw or SmackDown. Because Roman leaves them kind of in a, in a pile. Which creates now a new match for, let's say, you're not going to fight a TLC. But Raw or Rumble, you can see Roman versus Drew. And if Drew beats him, Drew goes on to WrestleMania. Roman's got his match. The Rock could probably come back. And there it is. You set off. You set a perfect storyline for two people, and I think that's the thing. But talking about the draft, this where it leans towards because, like I said, the draft we're gonna see. Roman's dropping the titles. Roman's gonna drop one of the titles. You cannot keep having Raw without a massive champion. A major champion isn't on Raw, and Roman doesn't even appear on Raw. Like he doesn't even pop up on Raw. So. I think Karen wins the title, goes to Raw. And then Drew, like I said, if I was WWE, I would give Drew the title. And then you fill out the rosters. I think Roman stays on SmackDown. So does the Usos. Uh, but this is where I kind of think. And for Raw, Seth Rollins stays on Raw. Uh, Bobby, uh, I would say Bobby Lashley. No, no, no. The Miz stays on Raw. Shinsuke stays on SmackDown. You switch Bobby and, 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 and Walter. I think Walter goes to Raw. Bobby Lashley goes to SmackDown. Um, 
you keep the women's titles, which is another thing, which I forgot to talk about, but uh, Liv is getting crazily booed now, which is kind of stupid, and this is, and Ronda's kind of like now getting the fans on her side, which is weird, but I think that that's the thing, and you can't make Ronda a face, don't make Ronda a face, let her continue to have that, um, well, she's not a face, and she's not a heel, she's just Ronda, and I've said this numerous times, just make her, let her be Ronda, because that sells itself, but if I was, if I was WWE, when it comes to Liv, if I was Triple H, I let her lose the title at Clash at the Castle to Shayna Baszler. And now you got a real feud between Ronda and Shayna because if everybody knows, Ronda and Shayna are like really close friends. They've been friends for years. And it makes sense to have a storyline because to a lot of people, like Liv told her, you're just a low-budget Ronda Rousey. Nobody knows who you you're just a, You're just a low-budget Ronda Rousey. That also creates a, a robbery because they're friends. I remember when they first got into WWE, like Ronda signed with WWE because of Shayna Baszler and the success Shayna was having at NXT with, with everything. And again, Triple H, Shayna was one of his most dominant women champions of all time in NXT. Why would you not want to put the title on her and create another robbery, which a lot of people would say that's too early to put Ronda and Shayna in a, in a robbery together. But who the fuck else would you put her in a rivalry with if she wins the title? Because you're not going to keep having it on Liv because it's starting to get to the point now where you're, like, making Liv. The problem with Liv right now is that you're trying to continue to make her as an underdog. And she's not. She's the champion. It kind of feels like what they did with Rey Mysterio when he first won the title. Remember when he won the World Heavyweight Championship? And everybody kind of was like, oh, he's still the underdog? And people turned on Ray. People get people turned on Ray Mysterio when he won the World Heavyweight Championship. People turned on him. People did not want him to be champion for that long. And saying they will live. Like live won the title and now people are starting to turn on her. It's like, okay, this is weird. Um, but yeah, I would create a I would let Shayna win and let Ronda come back and Ronda and Shayna fight for the title for the next couple months. Now you got two, you got a, you got a storyline on both shows for women that matters. And you will tune in for that storyline with Shane and Ronda because of the history and that, excuse me. And that is a more realistic storyline than Liv beating Shayna for the title and keeping the title. That's more of a, an intriguing storyline because it's real life because they are actually friends, Shayna and, and Shayna and Ronda and Ronda and Shayna can go out there and literally have. Shannon can literally tell Ronda, you are still good. You're 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 great when it comes to UFC. This is wrestling. This is WWE. And I own this ring. I own this ring. I've been here longer than you. So you, even though you got the name, I'm still a better wrestler than you. And that would create so much more animosity and so many more storylines. Um but yeah, when it comes, but I would keep Shane on on SmackDown. I'll keep Ronda on SmackDown. Um, I would keep Bailey in that faction, fraction, that faction on Raw. I'll keep Bianca on Raw. Uh, I'll put Charlotte Flair on Raw, and I'll put Becky on SmackDown. Because if, let's say if Ronda does beat Shane for the title, if that happens, now you create a real rivalry, which is Becky and Ronda. Which this is what I wanted to see at this year's WrestleMania when Ronda won the Royal Rumble. It's like, why the fuck did you put Ronda versus Charlotte at WrestleMania when Becky is actually the person that fucking pinned her and beat her? But that's a Vince thing because Vince is thinking, well, Charlotte and Ronda, they're 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 money, they're money. Go make me money, and that's the problem. Like you care more about the money then what the fucking match would actually physically look like. And that's why Bianca and Becky, if you ask a lot of people, had the better women's match at WrestleMania. Because it was like, that should have been the main event, and Charlotte and Ronda should have just been in the middle. And it should have. It's not like it was a lie. That shit should have just been right in the middle. Like, it just was okay. And then she lost. It was like the stupidest shit. Like, you let her lose, too. Like, it was like, what the? This is stupid. Um... But that's the thing about WWE right now. So, and you put Becky on SmackDown, 
and Ronda versus Becky at WrestleMania? Now, I don't think Becky wins the Royal Rumble. No, no, no. But I do think Becky, Becky wins the Elimination Chamber, and that puts her against Ronda. And also, that creates a little bit more animosity because before Becky went on maternity leave, she fought Shayna. And that would be an interesting, that storyline would be crazy. Now, what you do with Liv? I think Liv goes back to NXT, which is why I say Bailey and her people should stay on Raw because then that leaves something to be admired for SmackDown, which brings in Mandy Rose and her her faction on NXT, which would make more sense. Liv goes to NXT, beats Mandy, Mandy Rose for the NXT title, and it creates, you can do a lot with Liv and NXT. You can make her into a face. You can keep her, turn her into a heel. What do you want to do? Because the crowd would just react to her. And plus she gets, like I said, with Dominic Mysterio, she gets more time with promos because she would have to talk. Um, and you put Mandy Rose and her faction on SmackDown. So I think all in all, man, WWE right now, if this is true and the draft is about to happen, there's so many things. And plus, I think a lot of people say they still need more talent. But I think that's coming. Um, all in all, WWE, it, I can't wait to see what's going to happen this Raw tomorrow night when it comes to Raw. Because at the end of the day, we don't know who is coming back now. Because we've kind of already kind of like pictured everybody coming back. But who's coming back? Who's coming back now? It's kind of like, I don't know, Johnny Gargano maybe? Maybe? Uh, like it's just like, yeah. But I'm looking forward to this, man. If the draft is really about to happen in September. Oh my God! Please get these titles off Roman Reigns. Please get these titles off of Roman Reigns. Oh my God! Hurry it up! Hurry it up! Hurry it up! Hurry it up! And um, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I'll tell you guys later. Also, be on the lookout for the second episode of Wrestling Life this week. That's coming soon. Uh, we all both of these episodes will be dropping next week, but I will be recording one probably tomorrow. So. Be on the lookout for that one. Until then, I'm Brian Janu. This is Wrestling Life, and I'm out. Peace.